0: Kia ora welcome back to a new episode of the Māori Millennia Podcast. Ko Today's episode is all about economic outpatient care. Um, if this is a term that you're not familiar with, then Kate te because we're going to be going all over it today and discussing what this means. Um, it's a term that I learned reading a book called The Millennia Next Door, and I thought it was really interesting, um, I learned this a couple of years ago, but I thought why not share this with everyone today. Um, but before we get started, I'd really really appreciate it if everyone could go and rate the podcast um, or like the video, um, depending on where you're watching or streaming this episode, but it really just helps push this content out to more people, the more likes and rates we get, it helps. Ngamuhi. So what is economic outpatient care? economic outpatient care is a term used to express when an affluent parent provides money to an adult child. So when you're rich and you give pizza to your um, adult kid. besides offspring observations resulting in underaccumulating wealth in children. Economic outpatient care is a contributing factor to the passing on of the under-accumulators of wealth. So what this kind of concept is saying is that if you're rich and you continue to give your children pūtia, you're kind of encouraging them to not be able to fend for themselves and therefore not be able to grow wealth themselves. And this is quite contradictory to my whole co-papa of Māori millennia where we're passing down generational wealth. If the generation below us um, are given everything and they're not able to work for it, then this can mean that maybe the generational wealth stops and they're not able to pass that down to their children because they haven't accumulated enough wealth. So it's really important that we actually look at the research and look at the statistics that say that giving adult children pūtia time and time again have has negative results and I'm not saying that you know once or helping them with a house deposit for example is a bad thing I'm saying that continually um providing for adult children who maybe aren't working or just don't have their shit together so adults that you know choose not to work or um all of these things and then their parents kind of just help them So there are a few tips that I have today to help us to kind of stop doing this. And I guess my mum's probably a really good example of someone who doesn't um, do this. But that's, and it's not because she doesn't want to help me. But we've, you know, had open discussions over the years about this. And it's that she could give me something. And I wouldn't learn the same lesson. So I remember when I was wanting my first car, you know, I said... Uh, she actually ended up selling one of her cars that she had and I was like why can't I just buy it off you like for cheap and then she was like you won't learn anything from that you won't learn how to save up for your first car and you won't learn how to um, look after your first car and I was mad at her all of that time because I remember she sold a car for like $500 it was a dud but I was like I could have had that for $500 um, but about a year and a half later I ended up buying my own car and it was $1,600 and I rode that baby until it was almost about to um, die and I loved that car and I genuinely cherished that car and I looked after it because I knew how many hours I had worked to save up the putia to buy this vehicle and so as opposed to my mum giving me a car or even selling me a car for cheaper I was able to go out and learn these lessons for myself and what I see other kids who got given cars is that they don't respect them as much they don't look after them and they're not as grateful for them um so those are just a few things I think that are important um everyone's first car should be you know a huckery little thing that you actually like you worked for you saved for And then you work your way on improving that. But if we get given our first car and then um, we won't know what to do with ourselves. So my first tip is to charge adult children board. That's the first one. Because I see a lot of um, people, like my peers, they're living with their parents and they don't pay board. And they don't work. They're just at home. And they don't even do chores. And what are we teaching our kids by doing this? What are we teaching the next generation that you get a free ride, that's not how life works, Um, so one way I think, you know, around adult children living at home, I think there's a lot of different ways to think about this, and I know that financial means aren't the only way of kind of corresponding value, so if, for example, your adult children might be um, helping out with babysitting, they might be cleaning the fuddy, I totally understand that, and I guess it's really a case by case scenario. Like if there is um that reciprocal nature of kids living at home, then, you know, KT Pai te ra. but I think there's a specific category of adults who choose not to move out of home and choose to stay there for a long time because it's free rent. So one way you can go about this is charging rent. Um and it could start off as something small, it might be fifty dollars a week, whatever the person can afford. Um, and in some Fano, I've actually seen someone might charge them rent, say $100 a hundred dollars a week over three years, and they're doing this to teach the other person um, a skill of being able to pay a bill. But they did want to help help their kids, so they saved that pizza and they gave it back to them at the end of the three years, um, and then that was what fifteen thousand dollars, and that went towards their first house deposit, and so. I think that is a good kind of compromise. If you are in a position to support your adult children, I think do it that way as opposed to just not charging rent at all. Because we want our Tamariki to know how to pay bills. We want them to know how to stay consistent. We want them to know how to be um adult citizens that are able to, you know, keep on top of things. You're learning nothing by getting free rent. <laughs> I sound like a crazy lady, but K Number two, don't allow working adults to borrow money. So this is on a continual basis. I'm not meaning, you know, when times are tough and you need, need some money. K te But I'm meaning the adults that continue to ask for money over and over again. It's 50 bucks here, it's 50 bucks there. What are we teaching them by giving them money? And I've even had friends, like people on the same, you know, my peers, ask for loans. And it's like, Carl, because if you're, it's totally different if you're, you know, about to miss your rent or something like that. But what I'm saying is the people that continually do it, we're teaching them nothing by giving them that pute. And a lot of the time, what I've found is that people don't even give it back. They ask for a ticket and they never give it back. So um, it's tough love, really, if you just say, Carl, and that's the last time you're allowed to borrow money from me. Um, because one, the first thing is that it's not fair on the adult to always have to, you know, give putia, but I've actually met a few, like, up there people in Aotearoa who have children and, and they're obviously wealthy and just in our conversations, you know, she said that she gave her son putia or, you know, her son was calling her for putia, things like that. We're not teaching them anything by just giving putia because they're not learning anything. But there's a few ways to think about it because I think also if they're contributing to the fuddy in a different way, then this is different. So just know that this doesn't apply to, you know, kids that are actually helping. I'm meaning the lazy ones in my, my gene. But um, my next tip is financial literacy. I think the best way to teach adults or your adult children who might not be um, doing much financially is to actually... Inspire them to learn more about financial literacy about investing and entrepreneurship, and just kind of knowing that there is a potential to have more and do more in your life because I think that especially if you're growing up with wealthy parents, it might seem like that's the normal, but you're not actually sure how do I get like that too, or how am I able to grow that? and if that hasn't been passed down by your parents, then then that needs to be figured out. so that's my next tip is financial literacy. While we're here, I did just want to um, do a quick little shout out to my competition that's going on Instagram and my caption, oh my caption, my, what's the word? You know, your little Instagram name is at maorimillionaire with an underscore um, on my Instagram handle and on there I'm doing a competition and it's all about registering to vote. So if you send me a screenshot of you registering to vote, and you follow me and you comment on the post tagging someone else to um, join the competition you'll be in the draw to win a $500 no lemon gift card so make sure to go onto instagram and try that out Um, but yeah back onto the video one thing that we can encourage um, our adult children to do is to have a a budgeting kind of system so one way that my mum encouraged me to do that is when I was first started working, she kind of forced me to save 10% of my income. And she said that you should always save 10% and that's your emergency fund. Um, now my system has kind of changed and I'm working towards the three to six months of living costs. But I think it instilled in me a really good habit of saving. So if we have kids that are starting to work, then really encourage them to save putia encourage them to sign up to KiwiSaver and put the max contributions on and that way they can get their employer contribution and they're not missing out on basically free money. Um, but a new way we can kind of explore or, or help rangatahi to budget is through are 75-15-10 seven, rules. So I have made a blog post about a 50 30 20 rule which is another one that I've seen and it's to spend 50% on your needs um, 30% on investing and 20% on wants or 30% on investing and saving Um, but this rule is 75 on your needs 15 on investing and 10% on saving so it's a bit more manageable because obviously there's a cost of living crisis and it's a bit hard to have all of your expenses at 50% of your income. I'm, I'm not dumb. But um, this way, if you're able to possibly have a job and a side hustle, I think the 75-15-10 rule could work, especially if you're living at home. But that's it for today's episode. I'm... Super grateful for everyone who sticked around to this stage of the episode. If you have, then make sure to check out my ebooks on my website, ww.multimillionaire.com. I have two ebooks. One's all about investing in the stock market and one is about how to grow generational wealth and pass this down um, through the generations. So Modi order Tefano, thank you so much for joining another episode. Um Modi